Bonjour, nerds. Welcome to our eventual final first the departure episode of our one-shot series of D&D where I do a one-on-one with Matthew. It is his first time in the land of the tabletop role-playing games. Matthew, yes. go ahead and say hello. Hello, dear listeners. So good to be with you again. And I'm very nervous because it is the very first time I'm embarking on this journey. And when you travel somewhere new, you just never know if it's like, did I pack enough? Did I pack the right garb? Am I going to get lost? Am I going to run? Am I going to forget my ID or my vaccination card? Because I almost did that a month ago. Every time. So, yeah. So uh, please uh, throw me right into the into the proverbial frying pan, and uh, we're going to see how crispy I get. Love it. I, of course, because I didn't say it before, of course, like everybody does, I am Josh Wilson. I am the composer sound designer for The Cruelest Month, and today I will be your game master. So we're going to do a nice, short, little 101 one-shot, 40-ish minutes, I don't know. But this is going to be a great introduction to the land of Dungeons & Dragons, particularly 5th edition, as well as D&D Beyond, and just a sort of pretty brief overview into how this game works. You're going to get a little bit of everything. Uh, this is geared towards newer players. So if you're like a big vet that does not want to hear exactly how a attack of opportunity works and the logistics behind it, maybe don't listen to it, but it's going to be fun for everybody. There's going to be something for everybody. If you haven't listened to it already, we did create Matthew's character, Molin Shoot a Monk, in a previous episode. Uh, Matthew, do you want to give us a quick little, uh, just a brief synopsis of Molenchu and where he's at right now? Yeah, so Molenchu is a thief. He's a criminal because I don't have the guts in real life to steal anything ever. And so therefore, I was like, who is somebody that I absolutely am not like, but want to have a little bit of wish fulfillment for? So I'm going to be a half monk, half orc, uh art thief basically who is trying to work his way up amongst uh uh, basically like a syndicate style of a criminal class in his journey and he's just looking for a little power you know he's looking for a little something something of his own to give himself a little swag and uh yeah so so we are on the way he is trying to take jobs that are gonna gonna build his rep if you will um and that's where we are today so right before we get started, just for the audience, uh, you are playing a level two monk. Uh, yeah, I'm real basic. He's uh, look, you got to start somewhere. Sure. Um, level two is a fun up. place and you don't have to be fully confused when you're a monk and you get to take like 35 actions in a turn. Uh, Ooh, 35? Which, uh, I can do up to 35? Uh, not 30. I mean, 35 is an exaggeration, but you get up to like level 18, you'll be able to do like six to eight, 10 things on your turn. Wow. Uh, which is the most of any class. Like most classes, you know, you get an attack, you get you get an action, you get a bonus action and your movement. With I a would monk, hate to be playing with someone at that level because it sounds like it would slow the game down ridiculously. It's not too bad because they're doing things. Okay. Um, you don't want to be playing against a monk oh, in a lot true. of cases. They Because then you're just sitting there and they're like, oh, and I'm going to stun you. And then I'm going to flurry of blows you. And then they're like, I'm going to spend 45 key points and like just beat the shit out of you for 15 minutes. Their turns take forever. When they're on your team, it's awesome. 
See, this is my goal. My goal is to be an asset to someone's team where I can absolutely make someone else's time in the game torture, just well, total torture. You may have that soon. Uh, we will also be using the map uh, from the Explorer's Guide to Wildmount. For those of you familiar with the continent of Wildmount, we will be using some lore and built-in things for that continent. So if you just have the urge to keep up, there you go. Um, so... Are you all set to go, Matthew? I am. I think I'm as set for this journey as can be. So let's do it. We're also going to get some nice, my dice are sitting directly under my mic. So we're going to get some nice dice ASMR. Ooh, when I roll, I'll, uh, I'll regale. Matthew, you'll kind of be able to hear it, but the listeners will it. really. I can hear it now. Like, yeah, they'll really, they'll really be getting it. And I'm sitting on a dragon sort of dice right now because that's what I do. Oh, Anyways. Can we give a quick shout out? We are also using a D&D Beyond. Oh yeah, shout out to D&D Beyond. Uh, yeah. yep. Non-spawn, but dear God, please sponsor us. I love D&D Beyond. I have so many characters Someday. and so many campaigns and so many things. Uh, yeah, great great place to keep track of your stuff. Uh, yes. Anyways, we begin at about 2.30 a.m. in the small city of Zadash within the Dwendalian Empire on the continent of Wildmount. The lights twinkle over the city, and it is eerily quiet. Tonight being the most opportune of nights for your recon, Molenshu, as you know that a group of aristocrats known as the Architects, a secret society, would be meeting within the Ikathon Gallery of Fine Art Conservation. This place, of course, being your target for the night. A painting valued above all else coming from deep within the archives of the Cerberus Assembly's collection, The Fall of the Assembly by Zorna Teeley. A painting depicting several wizards slain amongst a pile of bodies with a massive flag being raised in the back is known for its rarity, very rarely shown at galleries. For its size, it is small approximately two feet by one feet. It's like a panel compared to most other paintings of the time. It is valued anywhere between 10,000 and 20,000 platinum, more money than you've ever seen in your life. And tonight, you know, because of the meeting of the architects, a member of which is the curator of the gallery, security is empty, has evacuated the gallery. Tonight is your night to strike. As you know this and you are recounting all of the facts and figures in your head from your recon and casing the joint prior, we hear a (laughs) of a window breaking as you stand atop the domed glass atrium of the gallery, ready to repel in. So this is your point of no return. You stand looking over the lights of the city as you wait to look down and enter your job. What do you do? Well, the first thing I do, because I'm Mullen Shoe, I am... You, may, oh, you muted yourself. Ah, ah, zoom. Oh, cat. Cat, cat, cat. muted me. Ah, oh, cat. cat. See, I was going to wax poetic about the moonlight and give a, a salute to the mother moon. Please do. Now the moon I, weaver. I was going to. And then uh, my, my uh, unhelpful cat here in real life just uh, absolutely muted me. So we're just gonna jump right down. So let's throw that uh, that line down there and mm-hmm. I would love to shimmy down. All right. Is, do I need to do uh, an ability check or anything yes, like that? Yes, you do. Please make an athletics check. Athletics check, okay. 
Uh, Athletics, and I'm plus five with athletics. Correct. Okay. Uh, Natural 20, so 25. You don't even really use the rope. Like you, you throw it down, and as you throw the rope down, you jump with it, and you just kind of like, you've got like fingerless gloves on, and then you just like just grab it a couple times as a break on your way down and you just land in a classic three-point landing and you are standing you fall about 50 feet not a big issue and you are standing in a massive stone building the walls come up about 50 feet where they dome up above to the glass dome that you came through okay it's a long rectangular hall with statues as far as you can see sort of so it's a big hall. It's this a big hall. Very... Think like at the Met, the Hall of the Statues. Okay. So there are massive mar- marble statues and dark stone statues and water features along, excuse me, water features along the side and vines coming down the walls. What do you do? Um, well, I think just because I'm expecting the guards to be gone at this mm-hmm. point and security light. I still think like uh was a perception check maybe to see if there's anybody with ear shot or eye shot. Go ahead and make a perception check. Okay, here we go. And I have zero perception. Uh and a two. I rolled a two. A two. You know what? Coast seems clear. Like it's <laughs> the coast is clear. This is this is the night your plans are going a okay. All right. Um, so I'll describe with a two. Here's what here's what you'll see with a two. Besides Rogue's massive head. Hi. Um, uh, cameo. Cat cameo. Uh, love, you got to love a keyboard cat. Anyways, you see a variety of statues with basically two main aisles going through each side and water features along the side. From casing the joint the day before, you know that the gallery that you're looking for is the exhibition hall at the end, the north end. So if you were pointing yourself north, which right now we will say you are, you walk to the end of this, there is a gallery there. And then beyond that gallery is the exhibition hall where this painting is being kept. Okay, so walls on either side, the gallery is right in front of me. There's no like other openings as I'm going to the end of the hall. As you go, no, but to your left and right are auxiliary halls where there are other okay. exhibits. They are currently, as you understand, completely unrelated to your task right now. One gotcha. being an armory wing, sort of like fine armor, and the other being a jewelry wing. Mm, okay. Now, all right. So I'm assuming that because I've cased this place, I'm aware of what those auxiliary halls are, like what's in them. Like I have a good yes, layout. But you are currently hesitant as this place is known for its odd security measures uh okay so something to well that's the case then is there so i i need to start making my way to the the end of the gallery hall obviously because molenchu like i'm i'm not trying to create complications in right. my life right like i have an objective and i have a time limit right so i need to go i need to go to the end of that hall and go to the gallery and go to the door that's going to take me to where the painting is right um so i'm going to travel there but i i but you mentioned the booby trap so i feel like with the odd security measures is there a way i can check to see as i'm going along are there any 
uh, countermeasures waiting for me. Yeah, is there a specific? So as you begin to walk through, you just notice several statues, like some like a discus thrower getting ready, one man sitting in deep contemplation. Is there a specific area that you would like to investigate or is this just more of a general check for traps sort of scenario? Uh, right now it's a general check for traps. Like, is there something that's going to come out of the walls? Sure. Is the ground I'm on okay? Like, what's what could Absol- there possibly be? Absolutely. Yeah. Roll an investigation check for me. Investigation. Oh, okay. I don't have any additional help for an investigation. 18, natural 18. 18. You don't see any traps as of now. Okay, no traps. So, yeah, you don't then, you don't particularly notice anything quite yet. You can cool. see opportunities where traps could have been, but everything seems to be deactivated for now. All right. Then I'm going to I'm going to go to the end of the hall there cool. and I'm going to try and enter the the next hall where cool. the painting is. As you walk in, you come into a gallery with large paintings on the wall. I mean, I'm talking like 12 feet by 8 feet paintings and massive portraits um this gallery is known for its not only its amount of art in it but the size and value of them these are ginormous works of art some massive landscapes and still lifes and like there are glass cases in the middle with paintings suspended in the middle Ooh, that's fancy so uh, what did I bring to to take this with me? Like, what's the gear I've got? So you would have your standard thieves tools, which are sort of like lockpick crowbar scenario okay. to get it off the wall, some like shears and a knife. Mm-hmm. And you would have a, your backpack would be large enough to fit it with it sort of poking out over the top. Okay. So now do I only have enough room really for the one painting? Or if I wanted to try and like get a little uh, little extra something on the side when I have the, the space for it. You can always try. can always try. Well, that's not helpful. Okay. Well, in this case then, uh, all right. So I'm in a new room though. So I feel like it, could I do another investigation or perception check for any more traps or? Um, so, okay. So uh, here's, our, here's our quick little intro on perception versus investigation sure. uh, for, for all of the new folks talk to me so this is always ruled differently like check with your dm but i personally rule perception as general things with people that you can see or like the general state of the room so like noticing doors and like there's a guard patrol coming through and like the knowing the number of paintings on the walls but if you want to know something specific like is there a hidden entrance are there traps um how is is this door locked um, are the paintings on the wall of a certain value or are they fakes? Those are all investigation checks. It's a very specific oh, thing. So investigation generally takes longer. If they're, if they're actual or, or not. You would be, so you would be able to, you can, in D&D, you can ask for just about anything. Now, sure. the difficulty yeah. of the role is dependent upon your skills and your background and where you are in life right, right now. So like, if you were like, you know, I don't think Mullen Shu is a, correct me if I'm wrong, is a fine art critic and would know yeah. a lot about. Um, so then the the difficulty of that role to determine if they're fake is very high. Not impossible. Sure. Very high. I'm very high. Um, well, I think I think right now for me, the, the biggest thing is just to check for, for countermeasures. So sure. I'd love to check if there are general booby traps yep. or something. So that would be an investigation role. Yes, please. All right. Investigation. 
12. 12. Okay. Not terrible. So, no, not terrible at all. So what you what you notice in this room isn't particularly traps. It's more of just like an interesting state. So before when you walked in, this was a square room. Mm-hmm. And then at the north side of the square room where you know the exhibition hall lies were two open hallways that like curved into a circular room in the back. Okay. And those openings are entirely gone. Really? It is a smooth wall along the back. Huh. And what else you also notice is that you can't pick, pick up particular tiles but as the floor is like sort of like raised tiles some Mm -hmm. of them look like they could be pressed down okay so then i'm gonna definitely want to maneuver around those tiles okay um and so so correct me if i'm wrong then if if those entryways have disappeared is there no do i have any vantage point of the painting yet no no, you are not okay. in the same room. So you're in the room before. Okay. So I'm in the room before. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I need to, so do I need to find a way into those hallways to get to the room or is there another entrance at the end of it? Is that a perception check or? So that would be an investigation check. Okay. Gotcha. Can I do another investigation yeah. check? Or yeah. Already... So you can, you can investigate, especially in the case of a one-on-one, you can investigate as many times as you want. You just have to be specific about what you are investigating. Okay, so I'm investigating the entrance into the next room. Cool. I'm investigating for the entrance yeah. into the next room. Okay. All right, investigation. Here we go. Six. Six. Mm. Yeah, it's just gone. Like, it's a... like. So the wall is like wallpaper, like, you know, a nice floral wallpaper across the entire long wall. I mean, the wall is about 30 feet long and there are paintings on either side, but there's like where the doors would be. It's just smooth wall. There's no creases. Okay. Um, so there's no creases. Do I notice are, are all the paintings in the same order? Is there anything off about the room in that sense that wasn't there a couple days before? Make a perception Basically, check. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out is there like a puzzle I have to do sure. with the room in order uh, to get yeah. to the next. Totally. Make a perception check for me. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. So, as you begin to like look around, the paintings seem to be in the right order. Okay. Everything seems to be about right. And as you walk around, you look on the smooth part of the wall. And as you sort of like run your hand along it, mm-hmm. you feel like a little like electric buzz, not a zap, but just like a little buzz and then a little indentation in the middle. Oh, interesting. So is uh, it's it's an indentation. Is it something that I could press against or that I could see you like, could- is it like a button? You can try pressing it. Sure. As you push your hand and you can feel it dent in and it doesn't zap you again. It's just a little bit stronger of an electric pulse. Okay. And then the wall, the wall pushes in just like a, like a three tiered 
mm-hmm. uh, set of circles, like each one being like concentric rings that get deeper and deeper into the wall. Oh, interesting. Okay. So at this point, centric circles. So does that mean there's something that I need to put into our, is it something that's like, when you say into the wall, it's indented. Are you s- describing something where it's like, I need to fill that space with like three rings or. You would, yeah. To, you would gather that. For, they, these are sort of like keys to go into the, the entrance. Yeah. You would gather that it is something along those lines. Okay, so then I need to look for the objects to place here at this, basically this, so this is a lock, essentially. That, yeah, discussing. that that is what okay. it seems to be. All right, so, but there was a lock on this wall and the other wall. So am I going to have to There is to only do... one lock. Oh, there's only one lock. Only okay, one. Excellent. All right, I was worried I was going to have to do six no. keys. No, but... there's only okay, one. So I need to look around the room and uh, can I, is it an investigation check for? the these, sure. these keys or sure. what is it a perception um i'd say it's investigation for this room for the key um also right. while matthew okay. all right i'm gonna oh good so while while oh, matthew no. is rolling uh i also i forgot to mention at the top that we we're not using a map for this this is all theater of the mind for you listeners so matthew cannot see something that you guys can't see like we're just in a we're just in a nice little video call so I, I have uh, and and uh, Josh is working with someone who uh, is not visually minded at all in any way, shape or form. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a nine. A nine. You pace around the room for a little bit, carefully avoiding those tiles that you saw. And as you look around, doesn't seem to be anything in here. OK, Um. I feel like then I maybe I need to check the room I just came from. The atrium? Maybe they're they're in the atrium. Okay. So I'm gonna go to the atrium. Um okay. I do want to do a perception check though, in case the guards are coming back, because I know time is of the essence. Yeah. yeah. Uh make a perception check. All right. Perception. Here we go. Uh, seven. Seven. At first, I thought it was a one, but seven is way better than one. Uh, so, no, you don't really see or hear anything. All you can hear is the water flowing down the walls from the massive water features that are featured in this atrium. Water features that are featured. Wow. Um, see, now I'm now I'm nervous because I'm wondering if those waters are going to end up, like, flooding the room if I do the wrong thing. Um, so... All right. Uh, well, I guess uh, now is it time for a uh, an investigation check then for sure. the keys? Sure. Okay. All right. Five. Five? You start to pace around and you just sort of, you're looking at different statues and just kind of giving it the what's up nod and goodbye. And as you walk by a statue of like an ornate pumpkin you see two eyes flutter open well hi well hello there little pumpkin statue do you know where these keys are what are what are you looking for well what i'm trying to do little pumpkin is i'm trying to find my way into uh the great gallery uh because i need to go look at these these paintings 
Um, but more than anything else, really what I need to do is um, uh, I'm happy to do this for you. I would like to cut you in on the deal of a lifetime because I think with your assistance, little pumpkin, you and I can do something great. And I have been contracted to take something out of this museum. But if you would like, I would be happy to A, bring you with me and B, give you a cut for your service. It doesn't have to be money. It can be anything that your heart desires. Well, your little pumpkin head desires. Um, should I do a persuasion check at this point? Hold on. The, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, okay. the, the pumpkin doesn't really have expressions. Like it's just eyes and you see like a mouth opens a little bit and like it's looking more and more jack-o'-lantern like. And he's, ah. um, but it's like gray stone. Um, like it's like a marble, like bleach white with like the nice like black veins going through it. Pumpkin. Cool. Goes, All right. I, are you talking about grand larceny? I'm talking about, I'm talking about an ability to change our fortunes, little pumpkin head. I'm talking about an opportunity where you can be free, free from this room, free from this life of displaying for aristocrats who don't look at you. They're probably looking at all these others. That, that guy with the discus. You know, I'm sure they're looking at him instead of you, but you, I value you. I see the potential in you. And I would like to, to bring you along on this, this journey with me. But to do that, we first need to find this one painting that's in a room, two doors down, essentially. And I'm looking for the locks to get into that room. Will you help me, little pumpkin? Roll a perception, or not perception, persuasion check for me. D&D has a lot of checks that start with a P. They Persuasion, do. performance, perception. So um, I rolled 16, but I also have a plus one. So it's 17. 17. Come on, pumpkin well, head. I, I don't like the way they look at me. I really just like candles. Can you get me a candle? Uh, do, I need to, do I need to do some kind of a check to see if I can get him a candle? Uh, you don't need to do a check. Um, okay. <laughs> you can, you can, you can, uh, if basically the, the Cause basic I don't want to add something that's not there. Oh, right? no. So oh, no. You're so here you are welcome to say yes and attempt to find a candle. Okay. Um, or you can say no and try to persuade or deceive him otherwise those are your basic options but if you can come up with something better like feel free to try it could i could i offer to say i will get you a candle once we leave this place together you got a 17 you rolled a 17 right yes the pumpkin kind of just like as you're saying that just like stares off into the distance for a second like the thousand yard stare and then sort of comes back and goes oh I get lost sometimes. Yes, I will help you. Um, can you get me a candle later? I really like them. Absolutely, I can, Pumpkinhead. And as, as he was asking, I think, I think this will be helpful. And his mouth opens and out just slides a 
circular puck, like a hockey puck made out of brass. Thank you, little pumpkin head. I really appreciate you and your help. And I think we are going to accomplish great things together. Can I put him in my satchel? Do I have room for him? So he's pretty heavy. Oh, no. Um, So you can. However, so I will say, so you can pick him up. However, I will say you will be encumbered by carrying him throughout this place, which means you will be moving at half speed. Okay, so I will. I have to pick up Pumpkin Head on my way out. Basically, it might be a good idea. Okay, I will do that. All right, thank you, Pumpkin Head. I'm going to go get this painting, but I promise, Mullen Shoe does not leave a pumpkin behind. I will return. All right, I'll see you later. And you see, as like he begins to close his eyes, they just fully seal over back into like a smooth pumpkin surface. Nice. Okay, um, so so now I'm going to take this disc and I'm going to go back into the other room. But okay. as I'm entering the other room, I need to avoid those tiles mm-hmm. that, that I a, don't want to press down on. Yeah, make a dexterity check for me. Dexterity check, okay. Uh, 15. 15? You 15. adeptly remember where all those tiles are, and you are able to walk right around them, no issue. Uh, As you make your way up, you see the similar indentation in the wall. What do you do? Um, So I see the, the, this is the same wall? Yep, same wall. Okay. It's on the left side. So like if you, if you went around to the left, it's the door, where the door slot was on the left. Okay. So I'm going to place this disc in the indentation and see if it, if it opens anything. You see it fits in the bottom most. So if it's three concentric rings that get deeper and deeper, it fits in the bottom most ring. And then you see as some sigils and like glyph calligraphy appear around the outside and go across it and it flashes and nothing happens. Nothing happens. Well, you said there were three, right? So that's, Okay, so I need to find the other two at this point. Um, so can I run, uh, can I do an investigation check uh, again to see if I can find that second one in this room? Or since I've uh, already done it once, do I need to go into a different you room? Would, you would be aware that there is no ring in this room at all. So there's no ring in this room at all. Okay, so I need to go, can I, I would like to make my way into the armory room. Cool. All right. So I'm going to travel back into the gallery room yep. where Pumpkinhead is. Yep. You pass right then, by him. You hang a right. Well, and I'm going go to wave and say hi. Um, no, nothing, then, nothing happens. But as you walk okay. through a massive, like, the architecture here is really interesting. If you see, like, ancient columns with, like, rising up to the archway, and then they curve and meet in the middle. So, like, instead of it being, like, a, a normal column that just goes straight up and down to support a building it curves into the arch um as you walk in oh wow you see about five or six sets of armor um it's not behind any glass or anything just standing holding axes and um so i need to i want to do it i want to do a check for some traps here now i want to do an investigation um yeah go ahead I don't want these armors coming to life and trying to kill me. All right, got 18. 18? It's odd. The armor seems just fine. However, the weapons that they're holding 
a great axe in one, a scimitar in the other, a long sword in another, a katana in a set of what appears to be samurai-like armor. Mm -hmm. They have like a shimmer over them and they start to just wiggle a little bit. And once you've crossed the threshold in, two of them, the long sword and the scimitar, just slide out and start drifting towards you. I would like you to roll initiative. Okay. So we've hit the second. It's uh, next to your armor class near the top. Um, Oh, I see. All right. Initiative. So So. we have, uh, dear listeners, we have hit the second half of D&D, which is combat. First half being role-playing, which you've just witnessed. The second half being combat uh, begins with an initiative roll. So we decide who goes first in our turn-by-turn combat. So what did you roll, Matthew? Uh, I rolled a 19 and I have a plus two, so 21. Holy cow. Okay, so I'm going to roll for R2. Lads, they rolled terribly. We got a five and a six. Uh, Yes. So, uh, and then I need, okay, great. So, Matthew, it is your turn. Um, If you look in the big box on your D&D Beyond, you will see actions. So you have an action, a bonus action, and a movement. You also have a reaction, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, Okay, so I have actions in combat. I have... So as as a monk, you have access to key points, which means what will happen is you can use flurry of blows after you land an attack. So you punch once with your unarmed strike, and then if you would like to spend a key point, you will then say you would like to spend a key point, And then you'll do Flurry of Blows, which is another attack. Um, okay. Oof. So, um, yeah. But I don't have to use a key point. No, you don't have to. It's just if you want to do that extra hit on your turn. Gotcha. All right. So I'm, so I'm just going to do, uh, I guess I, I can only do an unarmed strike. Yep. Um, all right. What so monks gonna... do pretty much the whole, the a whole, whole campaign. Okay, so uh, I'm going to roll for an unarmed strike. For Go a ahead. Point. Yep, go ahead and roll to hit. Okay, natural 20 plus 5. Holy shit. Okay, so you do double damage. So here's what happens. So you... Um, so if you see the damage next to it, so you see 1d4. So it's 1d4 plus 3 for your unarmed strike damage, correct? The way this is going to work. So plus, you, five. plus 5. Oh, 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 don't worry. We're, so we're going to describe what happens. So you have, you've done critical damage. So what happens is you, so your damage dice is 1d4 plus 3, correct? Mm-hmm. So go ahead and yes. roll that and tell me what the dice oh, no, it's is. Two. It's 2d4 plus 3. Oh, it's doing it for you. So on a critical, um, what you do is you double the dice. So when you roll uh-huh. a natural 20, you double the number of dice that you roll and then keep the same modifier. So it has done it for you. Shout out to D&D Beyond. I did not know it did that. Thanks, D&D Beyond. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and roll that then. But for the listeners at home who are maybe not using D&D Beyond or using a supplemental way of rolling, uh, when you get a nat 20, you double the dice, add, and then add the modifier. There you go. Cool. What, what do we got for damage? So I got uh, eight. It says crit atop it. So Yep, yep. yep. Uh, okay. So as you hit it, you, as you hit this sword, you take a chunk out of the handle. Um, I'm assuming this was on the long sword. Yes. Uh, cool. Um, so as you, as you hit the long sword, you see on the, like the hand guard, you just 
and knock one side of it just completely off. And it sort of spins for a second and then regains its stature a little bit. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Um, I, and this is only with the longsword, right? This is, so there's, yeah. Um, I don't know. What else can I do? Is there a way to, uh, uh, cause I've already hit it. So I can't do any other combat, right? I unless you like, spent it, unless you spent a key point. Um, so I can't do any combat. You said there were other, no, that wouldn't work. Cause I can't like arm myself further with like grabbing that katana or something. No, you could, you, so you could, I will, I will give you this one. So it would take an action to go and grab it. And, oh, then you, and then your attack rolls would be made with disadvantage because you are not proficient in long swords. Like your character would not know how to use a sword properly. Mm, that's right. It says on my character sheet is proficient in like short sword. It's right. Like these are, yeah. yeah, these are, and these are long swords. These so are, wouldn't uh, help me. Yeah. These are martial. You're proficient in simple weapons. These are martial weapons. Oh, oh, ooh, interesting. And are there any simple weapons around? Um, can I do a check or? Uh, I would say it would take your action to be able to look around, like to do a perception check. It will still take your action to look around. So you're not sure. You're a little caught All up right, in the so moment here. Not worth it then. Okay. So then my, my turn is over then. Okay. Um, first up is the long sword. He is going to make a slashing attack at you. Ooh. That is a 16 to hit. Oh. <laughs> And it's going to, as you see it, like without, like it's being held by someone. It's going to just take a swing right at you. It's going to hit you for four damage, four slashing damage. All right. So I need to, uh, I need to put in four damage and then watch my hit points go way down. Yes. Uh, All right. And then that's going to be its turn, and the scimitar is going to line up to make another slashing attack at you. Uh, that's going to miss. Um, Yay! And that will be its turn. So, what are you going to do? Uh, so I'm going to come at that long sword again. All right. How how badly is he hit? How oh, how much? Pretty 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 damaged. I mean, it's just All sort right. of like a barely sentient piece of metal. So, like, and you just like thunderclapped it into existence. I shouldn't say thunderclap. That's a spell. But like, you punch it into existence. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do another unarmed strike on him. Go for it. Roll the hit. Okay, uh, it's eighteen plus five, so twenty three. That hits. All right, and then roll damage. Roll damage, please. Uh, come on. there we go. All right, two plus three, so five. Five. All right, you see as you punch it, you hit it, and it shatters and just dissolves onto the ground leaving did just I kill it? you did uh leaving just the scimitar up um is that your turn okay so scimitar i mean can i attack the scimitar or do i have no, to wait so you've already used your action and you can't spend i'm going to rule that you can't spend a key point to hit a hit to hit the scimitar all right, then that is that is the end of my turn. All right, the scimitar is going to roll to make a slashing attack at you. That is a 14 to hit. It's 14 hit. I don't remember your AC. Okay. It does. All right, so it's going to do... Cool. Okay, so it does three points of slashing damage to you. Three points, okay. Yeah, sorry, I was feeding time for my cat. My microphone was going ballistic um 
All right. So, uh, okay, so it's three points damage to me. That sucks. So now I'm down to eight hit points left out of 15. So this is taking a toll on me. It's, it's hitting you. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to, is it, is it turn over or? Oh, oh. oh I lost you again. Um, yes, it's turn is over. Um, so then unarmed strike to cool. try and weaken it. Great. Um, after, after this encounter, I'm going to reset my internet so we can, so just because it's being very flaky, just so you know, <laughs> uh, but uh, I got a nine, a nine, a nine just misses. Uh, all right. It is going to attempt to take a slash at you. Is that your turn? That is my turn. Cool. Oh, it's going to miss. Yay. All right, so I'm going to unarmed strike. Cool. Six. That's a miss. That's a miss. All right, that's the end of my turn. It's going to try again. We are at a war of attrition. Uh, That is a 12 to hit. So that does hit. Uh, And it is going to do one point of damage. Okay, one point of damage. This thing is going to kill me. I know it. All right, <laughs> unarmed strike. Nine, so another miss. Oh, oh my God, it just misses. Huh. Okay, it's going gonna, it's gonna to try again. It's going to nat one and miss. These things have terrible All stats. All right. Unarmed strike. Going to do it again. Do it. Do it. Woo! Natural 20! Oh my god, hit it. Roll damage. Alright, rolling damage. Twice damage. Nine. Nine? How do you want to do this? Had narrate right, your kill. So I'm going to hit that. I am going to hit the scimitar, his mullen shoe, with all of its might. And this blade, it's, it's going to be hit so hard that literally it like the it's gonna be like a tuning fork and it's just gonna ring and ring and ring and ring and it's almost gonna like glow and shimmer and then it's gonna literally just into just this little little like little like scimitar dust this little scimitar dust um, as you- and the and the ringing the ringing sounds like bells of victory from that reverberation of the tuning of the blade as you hear it reverberate off of all of the armor around you, you see, and then you see the dust fly up above you. And as it does, you hear, as it turns into a platinum ring and falls onto the ground. Um, awesome. I will pick up that platinum ring. Um, is there a way to do... Is because here's the thing while I'm in here, it's a room of armor. Is there anything I could? I would love to see if there's anything that I could use for my own armament that I can sort of like add to my my getup here. Yeah, um, make an investigation. Can I do check. a that's investigation? Yeah, okay. make an investigation for me. All right, uh, 14. 14. 
as you walk around, you start to look in like the glass cases, which are about like hip height, full of various gauntlets and bracers and all kinds of things. And nothing quite picks your eye that would be useful. Unless you see like gems and stuff, these seem to be like very ceremonial. And there are some weapons and some daggers and things like that. As you as you look through, you come across a case and you see just a set of like finely made bracers. Nothing crazy, but they'll do the job. Okay. Um, so I need to open this case um, to take the, but I want to check and see if there are any traps or security measures. I want to see if there's any security measures around cool. this case. Investigate for um, So that's an investigation? Yep. All right. 17. 17? You notice that as you feel underneath the top of the glass case that there is a thread there that connects straight to some sort of alarm that you feel underneath Ooh, it. okay. All right. Um, do I have anything? Because in, in my tools, do I have anything that could, uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to find to disarm this alarm? How would you? So how would how would you go about disarming some sort of like cable trap underneath? How how do you think you would go about it? Um, a cable trap underneath. I think. Um, I imagine if I cut the cave, right, if it's, if it's only set off because of movement of the, uh, of the bracers themselves, then I, I assume that cutting the wire sort of cuts the power to the alarm. So it would no longer actually do that. Yeah. Um, you can, you can try so that. You have, you have shears available in your sort of like thieves that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay, so I've got the shears. So I'd like to use the shears and cut the wire okay. to disarm it. As you understand, a check isn't involved. You s- and the cable just falls down to the side. Okay. Nothing happens. You cool. seem to be good to go. All right. I'm going to take those bracers then. All right. So you can add. I will add them to your inventory for you just because it's faster. Uh, it'll give you a plus two to your AC. Thank you. Uh, once my awesome internet connection gets with it, because that's just where we're at, I guess. Uh, let's see. Okay. So we, you are getting the bracers so of defense. The other thing, so now I've got the second one. I've got the platinum. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the second one now. Uh, what would you like to do? Okay. Um, I would like to explore the jewelry room to see if the third one is in there. Cool. Uh, do you just walk straight over and walk straight in? Uh, I will walk straight over, but I want to do um, an investigation for any traps. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead and roll investigation. An eight. An eight? Seems fine. Well, damn it. All right. Then I'm going to uh, I'm going to go straight in um, and I would like to investigate to see where uh, if the third key is there. So you walk in and you see similar to before, but without the sets of armor, there are these low tables with 
all kinds of jewelry. And there are, instead of suits of armor, there are mannequins with like fine amulets around their necks and big glass enclosures of like long chains and things like that. And you're looking around and you catch the beauty. And as you get a couple feet in, you hear a click. Just a, and then a, what do you, what do you do? As you look down, um, you see your foot has both broken a tripwire and is stepping on a pressure plate. Oh, shit. It's a, a tripwire and a pressure plate. Um, can I do an acrobatics check to try and get myself out of the pickle? Yeah, yeah. Make an athletics check. Athletics? Okay. All right. Um, actually, for this, I would say make a dexterity saving throw. Can I clear that? Yeah, um, so we just won't even use that role. Just go ahead and use, just go to your dexterity saving throw. It's in the top left in your saving throws box. Saving throws, there it is. Okay. Uh, natural 20. Oh my gosh, okay. So as you flip, you see the floor is starting to pull away from underneath you to reveal a spike pit below you. And you backflip and land deftly right on the threshold with like your toes over the edge, just lo- like looking over like, huh. Well, I'll be damned. Okay. Um, all right. So basically now the floor is gone. It's just a, a thing of spikes. There are pillars um, holding up the table. So like there are pillars in the middle, like solitary spires holding up the enclosure table. Cool. And the all mannequins. Right, well, that's handy. And the mannequins. All right. So how can I tell from here if there is a, if the key is on these tables? Um, I almost feel like uh, I can't walk across the spikes because that's just going to kill me. Um, I don't have the bracers. So I, they have to be there. This key has to be on these on one of these tables. So it's not in the atrium. It's not in the big room. Mm-hmm. I already got the key that was in the, the armory. So... And and Pumpkinhead gave me one key. Mm-hmm. So all right. So I got to figure out how do I get to these tables. Um, can I can I leap from the threshold to the table? Can I? Is that yeah. a doable leap? Or? I'd say I would say it's a doable leap with an athletics check. Okay. So you can certainly try to make it to like the first of like the four tables. Gotcha. All right, athletics check. Here we go. 18. 18. You definitely make it. You it you get a running start and then you sort of land like a little bit lower, like your feet like catch the bottom lip of the spires, but you just walk your way right up and you're standing on top of this glass table. All right, cool. So I wanna I wanna do a uh, an investigation check to see if the key is on this glass table go ahead an eight an eight Eight. not here not in this table at least not here okay there are three other tables though i have to leap to the next table to check i'll say you can do it without a check they're very close so that is within your actual like jump distance uh okay cool so i'm so I leap to the next table and then I have to investigate to see yep. if the key is on this one. Yep. 
A two. A two. There's a lot of rings on this table. But they're the wrong size. They go on your finger. You are currently Damn. you're right. currently looking for a like big like plate sized one at this point because they've gotten success big- they've gotten bigger like the first one was a hockey puck the one you got from the swords was about the size of like a small saucepan uh, and gotcha. then like okay. this one's like a dinner plate size like a serving plate almost yeah yeah, yeah. all right cool um then I'm gonna go to the third table okay uh, can I make that what is it, sir? Investigation for me, please. Investigation, okay. 17. 17. It's odd. As you as you look around, oh, that's my Matt Mercer mannerism that I've picked up. He says, it's odd at every time. <laughs> I, I just picked that up from watching so much Critical Role. Sorry. Um, so you look at all of these fine pieces of jewelry necklaces and amulets in the table and you notice that they're all sitting upon like a serving plate like you said like a big disc plate that they are being displayed upon well in that case i am going to clear off this plate sorry what'd you say was on there There so like a bunch of different amulets and rings you are standing so uh, to clarify for you as well, you're standing on the glass on top of the table. Like there's okay, no so ground I'm... next to it. So like you're standing up and then like looking straight down. Okay. So I can't, I, so I have to, I have a thing of glass between me and the, mm-hmm. the dish. Yes. Okay. So I need to open up this glass. Um, uh, do, 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 are, are there anything in my tools kits in my basic tools that will allow me to do it because I used it for the the ceiling didn't I Is... no you I mean you just used the hammer for the ceiling just oh I use the hammer yeah okay can I use a hammer here absolutely yeah. right. so this is going to be an interesting check that not a lot of people do in d d oh normally really? the higher you roll the better but here we're looking for control so you don't smash your way through this table So roll a strength check for me. You're looking for a number between 10 and 15. Oh no. My strength is plus three. 16. 16. So as you hit it, you go and you go for the plate. And as you grab the plate, you can feel the outsides of the table start to give and fall through because it's suspended like each leg is on a pillar but the middle is open air with the spikes right when you begin to fall i need you to make a dexterity saving throw dexterity saving come on dexterity saving 22 22 you are able to as the table crumps and grab the plate and then leap and you are standing just sort of like crane style on one of the pillars that the leg was on Wow. Okay. All right. I want to leap from here back to the other table (laughs) that is not been shattered. Make an athletics check. Okay. Athletics. Got a nine. A nine. As you go to jump, you go and you grab on and you're like holding and on your way across, you just feel a little bit of a sear as your leg drags across a spike on the bottom, and you take one point of slashing damage. Damn. 
Okay. Uh, but you are able to pull yourself up onto the table. Okay. So I'm down to six hit points total. Oh man. I haven't even gotten to the, the actual art yet. What awaits me? All right. So, um, okay. But I made it safely onto this table. I need to jump back onto the other table, which was, is, is it still within safe yeah. distance? Yeah, you're good. All right, so now I need to get from that table back to the threshold. That required a, a check. Yes, that did. Athletics check for me, please. 13. 13? It's a little tricky, but you, you like to take a second is like the vertigo of looking at the spike pit below. You kind of freak you out, and then you make your way across. And you are now standing right. in the atrium. Cool. All right. So uh, I'm going to wave a pumpkin head. Hi, pumpkin head. Um, so now I'm going to go uh, back into the gallery. But before I do, I want to do just a quick perception check to see if any of the guards or anybody has come back. Roll perception for me. It's a nine. A nine? You don't hear anybody. I don't hear anybody. So I'm going back into that room. I'm going to go back to the wall to that indentation and i'm going to take the the two keys that i have and place them in the other indentation as you place them in you see familiar sigils sort of lightning and arc across the whole thing and you put the third one in the same thing happens and it covers and it's smooth again and he watches both doors on the one in front of you and the one on the other side the walls just slide up and reveal a curved passageway into the exhibition hall all right um, I would like to do an investigation check for this passageway to see if there are any traps. Sure, go ahead. It's two. Roll the two. two. You don't hear anything. All right, I'm going to go forth through this passageway and uh, go, hopefully, does can I see down the passageway? Can I see an entrance open to the, so the it's, back room? It's curved. So it curves right, so inwards and out. So yeah, it's like a kind of a funky shape. And so you can't see the hall up until you get to the very end. Okay, well, I'm going to go to the very end okay. in that case. Um, and then, uh, so I should be like at the threshold for the next room. Is that correct? Uh-huh. And with your passive perception, you would see that there are two guards, one kind of half dozing off in the room, kind of okay. in a chair, just like leaning on, and the other just kind of, I can't whistle, but whistling, just kind of walk pacing around with the room. Okay. I am going to, uh, can I do, um, I would like to sneak up on the guard that's just whistling. Okay. Uh, to see if I can catch him unawares. Would this be a stealth check? This would be a stealth check. All right, let's do a stealth check. I got a 12. 12? You feel hidden. I feel hidden. Okay. So um, can I sneak up on the guard? And is there a way? Let's see. Uh, I want to knock the guard unconscious because I don't want to kill the guard because that is going to bring a lot of attention. So here's the trick. You don't necessarily have a way in your actions to do this. Um, you, can, you, can try an okay. unarm, you can try an unarmed strike, but you can always look around in your environment and the things around you and available and see if there are other ways to deal with the guards. 
Okay. Uh, I would like then to do an investigation check to see if there are other ways to deal with the guards. I say perception check. Perception? Okay. It's an eight. An eight. You see a couple things. Okay. Even with an eight, you glance a couple things. There is a massive chandelier being upheld <laughs> by a pulley system up above. It seems to be a new installation. Um, okay. Standing, I mean, looking at it, it appears that you could get both guards with it. It would come crashing down and cause quite the mess, though. Um, and getting it to break, you can see the tether point of the pulley on the other side of the room. Can I see, can I see the painting at this point? Oh, yeah. At the, at the end, you see a, like, a vertical pane is there a way to check? Because if I were if I were to use the chandelier, mm -hmm. if I could use the chandelier to go over the guards and stay hidden from them, mm -hmm. is there is there a path in which I can stay hidden from the guards at this point? So not necessarily. So you could attempt to just stealth around the guards and take the okay. painting and stealth out. Um, getting over the chandelier is a bit of a, a bit of a problem okay can i all right i would like to to attempt to stealth around yeah roll another case. roll a separate stealth check this is a separate difficulty so go ahead and roll one Eleven. Eleven. we're like just on the cusp it feels like here as as you make your way around you start to you make your way around like you're skirting around this circular room where there's like spotlights pointed on the painting. Mm -hmm. And as you make your way about three quarters of the way there, your foot just like scrapes on the floor and the guard turns. The other one doesn't wake up, but he turns and he goes, just sort of stares at you. Okay, so we've made eye contact. You've made eye contact. And he doesn't say anything, and he's not reaching for anything. He goes, sorry, I didn't know that the, the architect's meeting had run late. That's what he says? Yeah, that's what he says. Oh, so he thinks, so he thinks I'm one of the architects. As far as you know. All right, can I do a persuasion check in this case? or How would you like to persuade him? Actually, I would like a deception check, I think, right. on this one. Right. I'd like so, a deception so, check yeah, to so how are convince you them I'm an architect. Depending on what um, how you deceive is will set the difficulty. So what are you? Uh what I would like to do is I would like to say, uh, yes, the the uh, I want to basically use an excuse where the architect's meeting is sent me in to bring the painting back into the meeting room because they want to investigate it for, for something they're working on. Mm. Roll a deception check for me. Okay. Well, it's a four. And he goes, he, the guard looks at you and he goes, right. I, I thought the meeting ended like two hours ago though. Um, and we can't just like move the painting. I mean, Truscan himself would 
I, you know, just end me. I don't, I don't know if that's possible. Where, which member are you of the architects? Oh, well, uh, uh, all right. So deception really didn't work here. Um, stealth didn't work. Deception didn't work. Deception hasn't failed yet. No. But I feel like I'm going to need something in addition to a bullshit story. Um, could I try some sort of sleight of hand? What What are you trying to do? Like, what, what sleight of uh, hand? Like... Sleight of hand is like, in this case, would be like doing like a card trick. Oh, uh, mm, well, because mm, mm, mm. you're not going to try to palm the painting, are you? No, I can't palm the painting. I can't like break. Oh, oh, oh. Um, ah, ooh. Trying to think, was there was there some? See, I want to try and convince him that it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something in my satchel? Is there something that I have for my kit that I prepped for this mission in case I was discovered and needed to use an excuse? I would like you to make an intelligence check. An intelligence check. Okay. Uh, where's that? That's, uh, uh, oh, that's one of your modifiers up at the top. Oh, uh, at the top. Intelligence, um, uh, next to constitution. Boy, uh, 16. 16. You pull out a small pin that has a three-headed dog on it. Ooh, okay. So, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, I, we were running long, uh, but here's my, here's my, my, way of knowing that you you know i i have the pin as you can see i'm clearly one of the architects here they're not just sending anybody in so i'd like you to make one more deception check but with advantage so you roll it twice and pick the higher of the two okay all right 12 nope 13 for the first one two for the second one so i'm gonna go with 13 13 he looks and he goes oh my my mis- my mistake, sir. Uh, do you need any help? Um, I appreciate it. I'll I'll handle this myself. Go back. I know it's been a long night for you guys, and we're keeping you here even later. So I'm gonna go ahead and just pull this off the wall real quick. He looks just kind of confused and okay. Um. All right. So that's the first guard, though. The second one's asleep. Oh, the second one's asleep. He's still asleep. Yeah, he's okay. still. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the painting. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say thank you for your service, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm going to leave the room with the painting. All right. As you begin to walk out, you see the rope dangling from the top of the atrium. Do you exit that way? Um. Well, damn it! I promised Pumpkinhead. Um. So I have to go. I have to go get Pumpkinhead, but I need to avoid the tiles in that room still. Oh, you've made it past that. You're. I made it past, past that. that? Yeah. Okay. Well, damn it! I need to. I need to get Pumpkinhead. I need to make a try for Pumpkinhead. All right. So, um, so I'm I'm gonna go back to the atrium. And I'm gonna go back to to Pumpkinhead, and I'd like to pick up Pumpkinhead and put him in the satchel with my bracers, 
and and the painting. So will I need to do a strength check? No, he's not that heavy. As you pick it, like he's okay. reasonable to pick up, but he's like too heavy to like walk around comfortably with. As you pick him up and head, you see the eyes flutter open for a second. He goes, Oh, is it time to go? Wow. Yes, it is, Pumpkinhead. We've done it, and I'm going to get you your candle. Okay. Time to go. I uh, see right. his eyes closed. Um, so this athletics check is going to be made with disadvantage to okay. get up the rope. So take so you roll twice and pick the lower of the two. Ooh, interesting. The lower of the two. Uh, this is athletics? Yes. Okay. All right. Ten. And seven. With a ten, it takes a while. Okay. <laughs> like you, I mean, you are really, you are really working, and you can feel sweat coming down your brow, and you make it up to the. Top. I'm not leaving pumpkin head behind, damn it! And as you curl your fingers up over the top, you pull yourself up, and you make your way off into the sunset with the painting. Into uh, the sunrise with into the, the sunrise, uh, and that's where we're going to end this little thing. Do you want to give us a quick epilogue of what happens? What What does Molinchu do after he after this little heist? Well, after this heist, Molenchu, first and foremost, Molenchu goes um, to the candle maker. And he goes to the candle maker and he says, Candle maker, I would like to commission from you, sir, um, a candle. Uh, and this candle needs to burn as bright as it possibly can be. So I would, I'm, he's going to go and, and commission a candle just for Pumpkinhead to say thank you. Um, and then he's going to go, uh, while the candle is being, uh, dealt with, uh, he's going to go, he's going to get a little bit of breakfast. Um, and then he's going to, uh, start preparing for the meeting with the group who has, uh, hired him because now just because you have it now comes the question of, can you hand it off? Cause there's a little bit and, and see how that encounter goes. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say as a as an end to our story, it goes well. You were paid a small sum for your work, far less than what the painting was worth, but you were paid well. You get a beautiful white and gold candle to give Pumpkinhead, where he is prominently now displayed in your home, a small little ratty apartment, um, and he just sort of looks around. You hear of the public execution of two guards working at the art gallery. Uh, for failing at their job do, by the hand of Trent Ichthon of the Cerberus Assembly, the owner of the gallery, uh, does it himself. And you begin to work your way up and you feel like you really belong in this criminal world. And we'll see where that picks us up, where where that takes us next time. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I hope you all had a good time and maybe learned a thing or two about D&D, as always, I've been your humble game master, Josh Wilson. Uh, with me, of course, the inevitable Matthew Klein. <laughs> the inevitable? The inevitable. Your Thanos moment. Um, Apparently. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't come up with a better word. But you um, you can find us on all social media at the Cruelest Month podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the superhero podcast. Uh, Matthew, do you have any quick things you want to plug before we end this thing out? Uh, honestly, I just want to wish everybody, uh, if I don't talk to you guys before, a very happy holiday season. Yeah. Um, and in honor of Pumpkinhead, a very happy Hanukkah. Love it. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody.